Today's episode of Titus and Tate is brought to you by Discover. Want to hear something amazing? Discover matches all the cash back you earn on your credit card at the end of your first year automatically with no limit on how much you can earn. How amazing is that? In fact, it's even more amazing because of all the places where Discover is accepted. 99% of places in the U.S. that take credit cards. So when it comes to Discover, get used to hearing yes more often. Learn more at discover.com slash yes. 2021 Nielsen Report. Limitations apply. On today's episode of Titus and Tate, the debate is over. Mm. The 2018 draft class, Tate, we remember it. Yes. What a great draft class Who's it was. Who's the best player in the draft? Everyone was trying to suss out. There were a lot of debates is over. Is it DeAndre Ayton? A is lot it Marvin of, Bagley? The debate is finally over. If we are using playoff success yes. as an indicator, and I think yes. we should. Always. It means That's, I've always used that. A debate is finally been drawn mm. to a conclusion. Yes. Mikael Bridges is in fact better than Jalen Brunson. Yes. Lock it in. Yes. That's what I was talking about yes. the whole time. <laughs> yes. He did it. We're sorry, Jalen yeah. Brunson. You came on yep. the show. You defended your National Player of the Year. We actually agreed with you by the time you left the show. We were like, hey, he was the National yeah. Player of the Year. Well, no, he, he incepted us because he was kind of like, yeah, Mikael was really good too. Mikael was probably better than me. Exactly. Yeah, but then that led like, us to what? think, well, he was the leader of the team. So he was, yeah. in fact, the National yeah. Player of the Year. He men and blacked us. Uh, yep. He zapped us. He made us forget. But again, you brought it back. And thank you for doing that. <laughs> uh, game seven happened. The Clippers beat the Mavericks. We're going to talk about that a little bit. But um, yeah, we're, we're, we're hitting the playoffs today. What, what else is there, Tate? <laughs> Man, I mean, in general, we got the Bucks, we got KD, you know, mm-hmm. in his first game going against Giannis. We got to talk mm-hmm. about that, talk about game two, what we expect talk to see from the series. Talk about Blake Griffin. Yeah. Finding the fountain of youth. <laughs> or just the just proving that the NBA is rigged because he was like, I will not be a franchise player. Buy me out. And now I will be this sandbagging son of a bitch diving all over the floor. <laughs> the must bus. The must bus. Uh, we're going to talk playoffs. We're going to talk. Uh, I got my fraud power rankings ready. Oh, right. We, nice. we might, we might figure figure out which uh which hands of the league the is clippers now good job yeah dodged Who, it but but if luke is out whose whose hands are the league in now mm. we're gonna have to suss that out i think well. it might be devin booker we'll see wow we'll get to all of it but first woody durham he takes the time out technical foul. technical foul technical foul What do we want to start with, Tate? Uh, game seven, does that make the most sense, I guess? I it think was, so. It was sort of a dud of a game, given that mm. uh, I, I think the Clippers won. I think that's really it. I think that's why I say it's a dud of the game, because I think everyone yeah. tuned in thinking, we're about to see the first series in NBA history where the road team wins every single game. Every single game. We're about to see the coronation of Luka Doncic. Mm-hmm. Uh, we are about to see the Clippers have to blow it up and start from scratch. This team that was thrown together basically going into last year, and then everyone laughed when it mm-hmm. all fell apart and they blew a 3-1 lead in the bubble. This and was, that was it. This was the final and moment. And then, it, yeah. yeah, when they blow game Kawhi's seven. Kawhi's leaving. He's going yep. to Miami. Paul George is getting traded. Steve Ballmer's moving the team to Seattle. That was when the all of that. W- when they lose game seven at home, that yes. was all going to happen. Yes. I think that's why we all tuned in. And then <laughs> the Clippers just kind of... It wasn't a blowout, but like the Clippers seemed to be in control. They went like a twenty-four to four run there in the third quarter. Luca was balling out, but at the same time, every every bit of excitement about Luca was the caveat of look at the score. You're Mm -hmm. down by eight, Mm -hmm. and the the, the Clippers, the Clippers, uh, they kind of ruined it. It ruined Game Seven. The two best words in sports, as they say, uh, every time there's a Game Seven, it's beaten to our brains. The Mm -hmm. two best words, Game Seven, and I was watching it. 
all and and I was just thinking this is a this doesn't have a game seven feel. Maybe mm-hmm. that's it. Maybe that's the takeaway. Is uh th- did this feel like a game seven? I don't think it did. I think this Seven's series down. had bubble residuals where they still thought they were in the bubble. They played like they were in the bubble. It didn't matter about home, it didn't matter about away, they mm-hmm. didn't care. But we get to game seven, and I think Kawhi Leonard finally looked around. He saw the writing on the wall. For whatever reason, the Clippers had no pressure on them in Game 7. You know what I mean? You'd expect we come back. Like if LA, the Lakers are playing Game 7. Because I don't think you can kill what's already dead. I think like they were just like, We we were already, (laughs) we're we're feasting. We have the pitchforks ready. Get rid of the Clippers. Get them out of here. And that was the perfect backdrop for Kawhi Leonard to have a beautiful clinical game to go ahead and prove to the world, hey, I, I think it was the most points that anyone had had in a series since Shaq in 2000. Who, Kawhi or, Kawhi. or Luka? Kawhi. Kawhi. What? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> what? What? Yeah. I don't know. Go look it up. That's what that's what I heard on SportsCenter this morning. And I was like, what? Okay. So Kawhi had a historic series as well. Luka's having a historic series. But the best part about all this, because we're company men, Nick Wright came back to Twitter. Yep. And Nick Wright, after the first quarter, Luka has the meme where he gives the thumb up, yep. thumbs up, and Nick Wright says to the world, I'm it's back. a Luka season. Yep. He was he had his pitchfork up in the air at this point. He's like, get the Clippers all the way out of my face. And that's why it was such a dud, because we we all got hyped up after the first quarter. We all saw the writing on the wall that Luka's going to break their hearts, and then he didn't. And now we're all sitting here like, are the Clippers the favorite to win the championship? Could the Clippers win the championship? And that is, yeah. that is how far we've gone. We've gone from the series is over after two games to are they the favorites to win the title? <laughs> and that will show you how stupid sports media is right there. That that moment, that two-week span in time will show you how dumb all of this is. We went from the series is over to are they the favorites? What? That's what we live in. And also... Uh, th- th- this 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 series, the game seven had a lot of fraud implications. I, I might as well just dive into the fraud yeah, power please, rankings because we're we're towing yeah. around a little bit. But uh, whoever lost this game, I I thought was going to be a fraud. Mm-hmm. I thought the loser of this game is stamp it a fraud. Yes. Luca is a fraud. Market uh, that, fraud. That, not the case really. Mm-hmm. It's very. It's I guess it's not strange at all. But well, we, what the Mavs did is uh, I think it's a very college basketball thing. They decided mm-hmm. we must have a fall guy. And, and that fall guy is seven foot three, <laughs> yeah. and his name is Christoph yeah. Porzingis. And yeah. I think immediately the pivot that they made after that game was this was not Luca's fault. Dude, it was very orchestrated. Yeah, yeah, yeah it was yeah. not Luca's fault. Luca will get the supermax. Uh, Christoph Porzingis is the problem. Rick Carlisle, not the problem. Mark Cuban, not the problem. Front office, definitely not the problem. It's only Christoph Porzingis. Let's do, let, I, I want to dive into my fraud power rankings. Please. I usually save it for the end of the show. Um, it's time to bump it up. I, I got, yeah, we got it because I have a lot of thoughts and um, I want to go through these and we're, we're towing around it anyway. So let's just dive, <laughs> let's just dive in and then we'll save whatever we don't hit in the fraud power rankings mm-hmm. and whatever else we can, we can save it for later. So uh, number five, for, it, 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 uh, I, I'm going to start in the Philly series okay. because number five, the, the, the Phil, uh, yesterday before game seven happens, Trey Young destroys Philadelphia, and then um, the Sixers kind of come back. They throw out the uh, the seventh grade press, basically, yeah. and yeah. the Hawks are like, "Ah, we're ready for this." <laughs> <laughs> and Rick Pitino's like, "I told you the press could like, work always, in the NBA. Always press, always press." Spots. I don't understand. Uh, so number five on my list of the fraud power rankings is Joel Embiid because oh. Joel Oof. Embiid starts the the before the game. I I was not aware of this because I'm not up to date on all the the pre-game rituals in the NBA that were instituted seven years ago. Yes. But apparently there's a ritual in uh, the city of Philadelphia that they ring this bell. Yes. It's like their version of a the first Liberty pitch. Bell. They bring out the celebrity. Yeah. He hits the bell. Uh, Triple H was the celebrity they chose mm-hmm. because Joel Embiid 
um, in the first series against the Wizards on the 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 what do you call it the the video the gif the, yes. whatever, the whatever's being passed around where Joel Embiid is doing the suck it crash Told shop him to suck it yeah and says thrust the process mm -hmm. um, so Triple H is was in Philly to ring the bell and Joel Embiid comes out with him and it's a whole scene and he's got a sledgehammer and it, it was if you watch that opening scene you would say to yourself there's no way in hell the Sixers are losing this game yeah in fact. They, if I'm the Hawks, I just pack it up because, I mean, they're so fired up. Embiid, you obviously would see that and think, this guy's locked in. He's going right. to have a great day. Woo, not the case. Not the case. I mean, Embiid had, what, like 39 points. Yeah, but, but it was uh, it was a <laughs> – Yeah. My favorite thing is uh, empty empty stats when people say, like, someone will have 12 assists empty, and they say it's yeah. empty. Yeah. But this was an empty 39 in the sense that, like, Joel Embiid, I thought he was going to come out and dominate this game. And mm -hmm. you got John Collins. I love John Collins. love John the Baptist. But John Collins can't be – getting alley-oop dunks on you and it can't be this easy situation where they were trying to fill out the hawks and then the hawks are just scoring every single time they're like yeah keep filling us out uh what are you guys doing over here are there gonna be any adjustments yeah and doc after the game says yeah we gotta do this we gotta do that we gotta handle trey better i'm like it, it came back to the anthony davis after game after game one when he's like he's like yeah, i gotta, gotta play, play better, better. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <I'm> <laughs> it's that easy why did you do yeah, it already <laughs> you guys not talk about this at halftime <laughs> I don't understand. Uh, but Joel Embiid is, um, as we know, his antics are are awesome when he's winning. Yes, his shenanigans are cheeky and fun when he's winning. The, that is the NBA. That is the modern yeah. NBA star. The, the 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 antics are awesome when they're winning, when and winning. then when it goes the other way, not so. They're good. not not so much. So uh, lose game one. So you're a fraud. You're, mm -hmm. the, the antics were not fun. So we're, Joel Embiid is number five. I'm staying in Philadelphia with number four. Oh, it, is wow. a, it is a guy who made the fraud power ranking so much fun last year in the bubble when he was the head coach of the Los Angeles Clippers. And it was fun discussing what is wrong with the Clippers. Mm. Is it Doc Rivers? Is it Paul George? Is it Kawhi Leonard? Doc Rivers no longer the coach of the Clippers. Still a fraud in my eyes, at least for now. <laughs> number four, Doc, <laughs> Doc Rivers. <laughs> Because of what you said, that uh, you have two guys who are defensive player of the year caliber guys, yes. and Thibault and Ben Simmons, and he throws Danny Green on Trey Young, and he has the attitude of like, uh, maybe we should switch it up. Maybe, it, maybe, and you're like, yeah, no shit. Like, what? How did you get to this point in the first place? And poor Danny where, Green was so tired he couldn't even take a shot. I don't think he had a field goal attempt <laughs> into the second half. I'm serious. I was watching. You know, I'm I'm obviously pulling for the Sixers as a Danny Green fan, as a North Carolina fan. So I'm watching Danny. Yeah, I'm all hyped up, and Danny's running all over. He's running in circles, and then the only thing that you can do when you have Danny Green is say, "Well, hey, if he's getting killed on one end, at least he can make up for it on right. the other end." Right. And now he's taking no he's, shots because he's yeah. so tired. <laughs> I didn't get it. It didn't make any sense to me. They were they were trapping Trey a lot too. It felt like, or maybe I just it just yeah. seemed like when I was really locked in, paying attention, it felt like they were throwing a lot of traps at him, which does not work either. It just felt like a very, uh, like I said, the Sixers, the whole, from start to finish, the Sixers strategy felt like it was like an, an eighth grade AU basketball yes. game where you're losing late. Let's throw a press or I guess a college basketball game. Let's just press and try to come back. Yeah. And it was working, I guess, because the Hawks were throwing it all over the gym. Um, but they were like, I don't know if anyone's thought about this. Trey Young, not as tall as some of these other guys. Mm -hmm. Why don't we just simply trap him? And then Trey's mm -hmm. like, doot, doot. yeah, he's <laughs> like, I actually around. love a double team. Three ball. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> If Bogdanovich that was is wide open, yeah, perfect. Bogdanovich hit it. So, uh, Doc Rivers, they got to figure that out. I, are Are you panicking at all about the Sixers? Is I am not. Okay, I am not. I I famously uh, bet the Sixers to win the championship this year. I am panicking. Um, you know, from the sense that Joel Embiid, I'm not sure how many games we can have Joel Embiid had 39, 40 points. Um, moving forward, you know, he's going to have to have 12 wins. 
And this was a 40 point, 40 point performance where you get a loss. So that's not good. I'm worried about his knee in general. But you mentioned it. I mean, the fact that the Sixers basically came out and treated these guys like they were, you know, nobodies and yeah. that they were going to win regardless. The Sixers acted like if, if Joel didn't play, that they would still win this game pretty right. handily. Right. And that attitude obviously did not work in game one. They lose that game. But I also think that was probably a nice shock to the system. I think they get things figured out. They are the better team. They're the deeper team. They have the most talent. Does, does game one matter? I can't figure it out. Yeah. I can't figure out if game one... Is it an anomaly or is it, is an, it, is it like a or feeling is a precursor? Out or is it a precursor? <laughs> I don't understand. I don't understand. I think it's an to... anomaly because okay. I do think that... Uh, it, it kind of the the best example I can give that I can think of in the history of basketball was Michael Jordan's first finals in 1991. They lost game one to the Lakers. Mm-hmm. And after that game, they asked the Bulls like they asked a bunch of players, you know, are you panicking? Are you worried? Whatever, whatever. And I, you know, Scottie Pippen basically said we have to make bounce passes. <laughs> And, you know, a lot of people kind of looked at him like, what? Like, what do you mean you got to make bounce passes? But they made Magic, you know, play down, get low. And Magic (laughs) didn't want to do that. And they literally started throwing bounce. But they went the series in five. So the rest is history. So in that sense, you know, it's like we use this game. We learn something. And then Mm -hmm. we use that for the rest of the series. And we course corrected and we won. So I think that's what's going to happen with the Sixers. I hope that this game, we learned who Trey Young was. We give him a tip of the cap. Right. But now we're going to have, you know, different looks thrown at him. We're not going to have Danny Green <laughs> to chase him around the entire time. Maybe Ben Simmons is on him a little bit. But regardless, we're going we're to give him different looks. And I think that will change the series. I'm not saying the Sixers will win in five. I do think they'll win in six. Okay. So that's I, what I, that's I, what I, I think. probably agree with you. So you're, you don't think the Hawks can win the series? That's the other question we're asking ourselves i think the whole i think anyone can win any series i should i I will never write anyone off but i i think that if i look at their team i would say i don't see a path that they win this series (laughs) i don't see them winning four games right okay i see them winning two games at most maybe three i don't see four games i'm not seeing four (laughs) show me the fourth game america and i'll lock in but i i don't see four but trey young has defied everybody right i mean trey young we talked about how much people hate him and every single... I don't think you can hate him anymore because I think that's what he wants. And I don't mm. think... I, I think people are too stupid to figure that out. That he's not... The guy is not normal. <laughs> yeah. He, like, he, he really, yeah. truly does feed off the hatred. Mm-hmm. He's been hated. We, we went through it. Like, he, he's been hated his whole life. He, he doesn't really have a... There, there's never been a... T- when he was in college, he led the country in assists and uh points yeah Didn't, i'm not it, i'm not sure if this is true but i'm sure when he was in norman there were people that were saying that he shouldn't be a five-star you know yeah. he's not a five-star no there I've were they, five they, stars. yeah and then and then he goes to oklahoma <laughs> and uh even as oklahoma started losing people like really i'm sure yeah. there were even oklahoma it's probably not true but i don't mean to but I'm, I'm sure yeah. if this i say what trey wants if, if wants i say yeah if i say it confidently oh uh, there were probably oklahoma fans that were like this guy shoots too much he, yeah. he, he's a ball get him out of here yeah we, we yeah. keep losing trey it's cool that he has all these stats but we've lost like six games in a row get him out of here yeah i, I actually think we'll be better next year without trey young um that's what i heard i don't understand why people are, are falling into his trap though of hating him because it's it's mm. it's just giving him fuel he's he truly is like better as you get the more uh the more he's hated but anyway, so maybe after game we'll one see. that's 
that's what they should have done. You know, Danny Green should have gone to the press conference and said Trey Young is one of the best young guards in the league. In I fact, think, I yes. think he's better than Luka. I think what, what the Philadelphia 70s, if, if they lose game two Kill at home. Kill him with kindness. If they lose game two at home, they need to do what the Kansas fans did for Buddy Heald and give him a standing ovation mm. when he, mm. he comes out to mm. uh, do his post-game interview. Just give, give Trey yes. a standing ovation. Yes. Yes. Be like, we love you. MVP <laughs> when he's at the free throw line. Recruit him to Philadelphia. If there's one city I know that will definitely do that, it's mm -hmm. Philadelphia. Their mm -hmm. fans are definitely wired that way. So. Yes, yes. <laughs> They're like, you happen. deserve the credit, not our shitty team. Yeah. That's uh, good. Number, number three on the fraud power rankings, and this is uh, why I wanted to cut off the Game 7 talk a little bit because now we're mm. getting into it. My number three fraud power rankings is the entire Dallas Mavericks organization. Wow. All of them. All Everybody. Of them. Top Everybody. to bottom. This starts at the top. This starts with Mark Cuban. This starts, uh, as you reminded me yesterday, that Mark Cuban, before the bubble, or when they got into the bubble last year, said he would divorce his wife over giving up Luca mm -hmm. if he has to pick. Yeah. Um, <laughs> that was it starts that, with that. They asked him it, what would it take to get rid of Luca. Yeah. Like you know, he was like, how how much would you how much would you give up for Luca? That still feels like a fake quote. Pull Maybe it, it is. Maybe it, it doesn't up, matter Mark. if it is or not because the sentiment is there. Because <laughs> Mark Cuban's like, even if I didn't say that, I I thought it. You so know, yeah, he's go. like, you, you know, he it. thought it. You get it. You uh, aggregated it. You got there it. is uh uh the 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 Mavericks have not won. I I was not aware of this until I I had this thrown in my face um every everywhere I turned yesterday after they lose game seven. Mm. The the Dallas Mavericks have not won a playoff series since they won the title in 2011. Yep. In ten years, they have gone uh to the playoffs six times. They're zero and six in the first round. I the, we talk about the Mavericks as though they are one of the better organizations in sports or the better organizations in the NBA because I think Mark Cuban's a fun owner. He's yep. he's a guy that that is a celebrity. Shark Tank. He has Shark Tank. Mm -hmm. He is not afraid to speak his mind. He uh, is kind of a little benev benevolent where he'll like every so often like help kid like a kid will yeah. call Mark Cuban and be like how do I make billions of dollars Mark and it's like try really hard mm -hmm. or. Don't try really hard, mm -hmm. whatever, or some mm -hmm. combination of the two. I don't be know. the best version of you. Yes, yeah. yes. Uh, so he's he's uh, if I understand a lot of people don't like Mark Cuban, but if you're talking about billionaire owners of sports teams, he's certainly on the more likable. He's in side. the affable side. Yes, yes. yes. He's 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 more likable. Uh, Rick Carlisle is considered one of the best coaches, mm -hmm. and I'm not saying he's not. But there's just a lot of there's a lot around Dallas. You think the PR think is good. The yes. PR is through the roof. Mm -hmm. And then when you stop and you think about the fact that they have not won a playoff series, not a single playoff series, not a championship. Not a, a game. playoff series. Not a game. <laughs> We're talking about a playoff series. Since 2011. The Yankees haven't won a, a World Series since 2009, and they yeah. treat it like... I mean, it's over. Yeah, like, like it's been 100 that, years. Yeah, exactly. It's like <laughs> desolate. Yeah. Dallas hasn't won a playoff series. Uh, so I have to put them on the fraud power rankings mm. at number three. There you go. What do you think, if you are a Dallas Mavs fan, do you think you're at the point where you're upset? That's the real thing because they won in 2011, which I feel like got them cachet for about five years. Yeah. Really, where you just don't say anything. You let Dirk get his final contracts, get paid. You're okay with it. Then you get Luka, which is... I mean, that is basically winning a championship based on Mark Cuban's reaction to it. So th they have been able to celebrate these moments. They got the farewell tour to Dirk, you know, then then they get Luca to come. So they, they've they been able to kind of stopgap every single moment. So it doesn't feel as, it, it, like it's that long. You know what right, I mean? It's like right. the Dirk era ended and then we started the Luca Luke, era. Yeah. So it's it's not that far removed. We're only four years into the Luca era. And then era. Dirk came back, is coming back. And now he's and at now the games. That's helpful in and, PR. And that's reminding situations. us that we did yes. win championships with yes. him. And uh, yes. I think the Mavs... Championships, you're right. We won championships, yes. quote unquote. Yes, because we went to the finals. Yeah, we went to the 
Well, finals. LeBron James yeah. taught us that if you go to the finals, it's a championship. Yeah. You okay. know, that's what we yeah. all learned in 2018. <laughs> it doesn't matter if you win. It's about getting there. Um, and so the, the Mavs fans in general, I think that they're happy. I think they're content. But I think you're right. We need to start, you know, just we need saying, to start throwing the F sure? word around. Yeah, we we sure? need to start throwing the F word around. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> we got to start throwing Ooh. around. And they make the trade. Like, I think part of the reason I was pissed off that the Mavs lost uh, be- be- beyond like wanting to hate the Clippers is that uh, yeah. I-, I liked the Mavericks team last year so much more where they just went mm. full fledged on uh go all in on the offense trey burke was getting minutes in the playoffs yeah. last year and he would he would just go nuts he was amazing. in the bubble he was amazing <laughs> seth curry was awesome they yep. traded seth curry away for josh richardson to help the defense because they, they couldn't guard anybody last year and they said well what if we make this trade we'll have josh richardson he's he's a defensive guy he'll, he'll solve all of our problems i think their defense was worse yes. this year yes which is it, it's it's it, it tells me you have no lack of identity if if this was college basketball and your identity was to score a shit ton of points, mm-hmm. you would have just you would have gone more in that direction and not be trading for you would have you would have figured out a way to get more shooters around Luca more yeah. more yes. Yes. more. They didn't do that. They they say let's be a better basketball team and and that's our problem is is mm-hmm. if we swap out Seth Curry for Josh Richardson that'll solve everything. You still lose in the first round to the exact same team you lost in the first round to last year. Uh, it's time to throw it around the F word. That's all I'm saying. Yeah. And at the end of the day, when you have Christoph Porzingis after the fact say that he wanted to be a co-star instead of basically, you know, this thrown away yeah. character in the world of the Dallas Mavs, that's also not bad because I think at the end of the day, you can spin this as he was the problem. So I, I think like talk about PR, like yeah. they're going to win the PR again. This isn't an offseason where people say, well, the front office is to blame because they made that trade for Josh Richardson. You know what I mean? Yeah. They're going to say, hey, they're they're to blame because they traded for Christos Porzingis. <laughs> but also they're not because it was a, it was a smart trade because they gave up what a first round pick and Dennis Smith Jr. Mm-hmm. So it wasn't like they gave up that much. So they win the PR of the whole thing. That's what I'm saying. There's never a moment where you can look at the Mavs and and start throwing crap at them right. and say this is a problem, that's a problem, this because they have it covered, and that's Mark Cuban. That's it's that's Shark that's genius. But that's Shark I, I I see through it, and I'm throwing the F word out there. That's so good. Number three, the entire Dallas Mavericks organization. <laughs> number two, uh, speaking of Luca and his teammates, mm. and whose fault is this? At number two on the fraud power rankings, I have the teammates of every superstar who loses yes. in the playoffs. Yes. Every single one. If you get bounced mm. from the playoffs, we know this to be true. It is not LeBron James's fault. It is not Luka Doncic's fault. Nope. It is not Damian Lillard's fault. It is not nope. Jason Tatum's fault. Nope. They need more help. Everybody needs more help. Mm-hmm. Uh, but also, we all hate super teams, mm-hmm. and we hate it when guys get more help. Yes. So those are two thoughts that we have is that you you need more help if you're a superstar. But not How too we, much help. But not too much help. Mm-hmm. You got to find the right amount of help. Which is why the Milwaukee Bucks have shown us how to do it. The Milwaukee Bucks, we saw last year in the bubble, Giannis Antetokounmpo. We yeah. said, this guy needs help. The only help he has is Chris Middleton, mm-hmm. this other all-star. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we need help. Not enough help. Yes. Need more help. But we couldn't get another all-star because then there'd be three all-stars. Three all-stars equals a super team. So what do we do? We get Drew Holiday, who plays like an all-star, Borderline but, all-star. Is, but has never been given the moniker of an all-star. Then we get him the Bucks, and now they're just, hey, they're a suitable team. And now they're probably not too got some help for everyone listening because yeah, they exactly. play tonight. Yeah, because they game. played three all-stars. <laughs> they played three all-stars, so I'm not sure that works either, but uh, hopefully they win, right? Um, and by three all-stars, I mean Blake Griffin. You know, a lot of people at home are saying James Harden, he's not playing. What do you mean three all-stars? No, Blake Griffin's an all-star. Blake Griffin is an all-star. He's an all-star. And he's playing, game one, he played like an all-star. Exactly. That, 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 he is a same And that, bl- and that blows I don't your think mind. there's any other way to describe it. It's like, 
<laughs> Blake's Blake's coasted till it's time to. He's like, yeah. well, you kind of need me. All right, well then, this, then I'll. I mean, think about the forward. Pistons front office as they watch this. I know they're like, I watched this guy in practice. This is hilarious. He was sandbagging us the whole time. <laughs> You sandbagging son of a bitch. These left-handed dunks that he's throwing down. Uh, what uh, what 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 do we do about this with uh, like uh, um, the I I don't know with, with, with the idea of all these guys that need help that that uh, I don't I'm fascinated by by Luca in general. I'm fascinated by mm. like Luca like Porzingis is kind of starting that conversation where he's like I thought I would kind of get the ball more and we all just stand around and watch Luca and as I think about how the Mavericks fix their problems, quote unquote. I don't understand how like bringing in another all-star is going to help because he's just probably going to stay in red. Like it's, mm-hmm. it, it feels, it, Luca is hardened. Luca's hardened on the Rockets. Yep. And it feels like they're going to cycle through their Westbrooks and their Chris Pauls and, and try to figure out who, what superstar you put next to Luca to make it work. And they're all just going to stand there and watch Luca dribble. And he's awesome. And, and I don't understand why like, people, people were killing Harden for this. Mm-hmm. Were they not? I, I, I don't know. I, I don't pay of that course, much attention. Of course. But when when Luca does it, it's like, why, why does this man not have any help? Mm-hmm. Do we not already see the future? Do mm-hmm. we not already see that when the Mavericks bring in insert superstar here, how is that like? What they really need is just more. Sh- they, that's why I'm so upset. They just need shooters. Just put like a yeah. thousand shooters around there. Who cares about defense if you're mm-hmm. scoring two point eight points per possession? Yeah. Who cares about defense? Yeah. No, just, I mean. <laughs> like, and, and you're unstoppable Lu- off it. Just go, go, go. Luca has the exact same. I mean, it's the exact same situation as LeBron. I know a lot of people say he is LeBron, but he is the exact same fit because you can't bring a point guard there. What is the rule of yeah. LeBron James? Why do you think Dennis Schroeder has had a horrible year? Because LeBron James is the point guard. The ball is in his hands. So Dennis Schroeder's main ability on a basketball court is changed and has been shifted. Now he's shooting spot up jump shots and he's. 0 for 9, and he's looking around like, what is happening here? So you can't bring in another point guard with Luka and say, this is how we fix this situation. You have to find people, spacers, whatever you want to say. But regardless, you know what you're building a team around. It's around Luka. Mm-hmm. And as long as that's how they operate, I think they'll be okay. The only thing problem that I have with the Dallas Mavericks is with Carlisle, who's a very basketball-minded individual, I think they're trying to build a championship team. <laughs> and I will say, like, a championship team and a team that's curated to Luka will look a little bit differently, as right. it has with LeBron. Right. LeBron's championship version is different than all of our other great superstars' championship teams, you know? We don't necessarily need a traditional point guard. We don't need a traditional big. We need space. Yes. And that's what Luka needs. He needs right. space. And that's why Seth Curry is probably the perfect person he to be around perfect. him. He was he, perfect. He was absolutely perfect. He literally gives him so much space. It why do you think he's playing with Ben Simmons yes. right now? Because Ben Simmons needs space. Joel yeah. Embiid needs space. <sighs> so I, I, yeah, I, the, the whole idea of guys need more help and that, that'll solve everything. I, yeah. I, cause I, especially in the case of LeBron, cause it's, it's, I mean, he's basically the GM and he calls all the shots and brings guys in, but I don't know. Whatever. Um, that number two on my fraud power rankings, and that brings me to number one, which you you mentioned this man earlier. <laughs> He's a colleague of ours. Oof. We love him. Oof. But I don't see how anybody else can be number one on the fraud power rankings. Shannon Sharp. Nick Wright. Oh, okay. All right. Oh, somebody, some LeBron defender had to be number one here. Nick Wright, who I know, I know three things about Nick Wright's uh, basketball <laughs> fandom. Uh, these three things. These are the three things I know about him. I wonder if I know him. All right, number number one, one, he loves LeBron James. Yes, I do know more that. than any human yes. being on earth. He, and, more and, than LeBron and, James, and adopted this what like in 2016. Yes, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Which to me seemed like a late in life adoption, but I like it. Uh, Nick Wright loves <laughs> loves LeBron James. 
the Lakers lose. Uh, LeBron loses in the first round yes. for the first time in his career. Mm-hmm. Nick is, is spiraling. He's, he's, he yes. doesn't know what to do. He's off he, Twitter. Every step of the way, he's like, it's fine. The The Lakers are, he, he is the, the the meme of the dog with the fire around him. He's like, this is fine. Yeah. I'm not panicking. I yeah. don't care. Don't worry. The Lakers can be down 3-0. I trust LeBron James in the first round. It's mm-hmm. going to work out. It did not work out. It did not. He gets off Twitter. <laughs> but that brings us to the other two things I know about Nick Wright's basketball fandom. Uh, he loves Luka Doncic. Yes, he does, and he hates the Los Angeles Clippers. Yes, the current iteration yes. of the Los Angeles. Again, Clippers, that was that frauds. was started around 2019. Yes, <laughs> that, 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 that they, they are frauds. They they are not the kings of LA because LeBron James is the kings of king of LA. So Nick Wright. So it's and, almost like point three is attached to point one. Yes, kind of yeah, one they're the all same. they're yeah, all one yeah. of the same. And this was <laughs> he took every single egg he has, put him in all of those mm. baskets, and over the course of the last week, he yes. watched all of those baskets bust open and the eggs have fallen on no he looked in the basket and said oh my god these (laughs) eggs are flat these are flat these eggs. are flat eggs. <laughs> <laughs> and listen, the 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 fraud power rankings are objective. Uh, I don't mean to to lob grenades at friends. Mm. I don't I don't mean to have friendly fire here. No, we want uh, Nick to come on the show and th- yeah. to explain to us w- where his head is at. You yeah. know, moving forward, like what does LeBron need to stay at the top of the mountain? What do LeBron you know I mean? and Luca need? They need they yes. need more help. Yes. But like Nick, what help do they need? Let's figure it out together. It would be great if he's just like. Luca needs to go to LA. <laughs> Luca, to the Luca forget about your supermax. Forget about your bird rights. Mm-hmm. None of that matters. Win a championship for LeBron. We got to go for six. Or, or Nick is Nick is fighting for Damian Lillard to play for both teams. Just like fly back and oh. forth. Like whatever, whoever's on national television that week, yes. if it's the Lakers and yes. Mavericks. Are we on TNT? Just, the, the Dame, Dame gets Dame's that here. game. And then whatever game is like the local, like whenever, whoever's playing the Magic, Dame, you don't play in that but game. You play in the other. Here, here, <laughs> is the, here is the issue with Dame. I, I've seen the Lakers fans. I, I've seen Lakers fans even go as, as far, Titus, to say they want to trade Anthony Davis for Dame Lillard. But it brings back the exact point I just brought up. Dame Lillard is a point guard. Mm-hmm. So is LeBron James. So is yeah. Luka Doncic. Yeah. So if they play on the same team, it's the Kyrie Irving LeBron situation where both guys are like, I should have the ball. Yeah. And then we have a stalemate, and then it all blows up. So, so that's Dame Lillard to- is not the answer. Is all I'm saying to Lakers, Lakers fans. He's not the answer. But then that's when you need the third guy, where uh, you have the Kyrie James Harden. Mm. That, that's like Kyrie James Harden. But yeah. then you throw in Durant. And then it's just so much talent. Is that, that AD? It doesn't matter. Yeah, yeah that's yeah. AD. Okay. So trade. Why don't they trade Kuzma? He wasn't very good this year. Trade <laughs> Kuzma for Damian Lillard. And, and, and <laughs> the, the best part about like that's what Lakers fans will say to you. Or not even Lakers fans. That's what LeBron fans will say to you. And then Caruso the, and Kuzma <laughs> for Dame Lillard like, straight up. And then you, then you oh. say to them, you're like, so why would the Blazers want Kuzma? They're like, he's 6'8". Oh, he's, he's, he's a total yeah, video yeah, on the yeah. floor. Like, <laughs> like, you just called him trash. I'm like, it's like, I love uh, it. Yeah, yeah. I love it. Th- those yeah. are your frauds. So, uh, as, as it pertains to Game Seven, um, I, I, I don't know. I, I wanted to talk about the Mavs blowing it, but then also uh, uh, Luca needs help. What else? What else we got hit on? Shout out Luke Kennard. Shout mm. out the ACC. Luke Kennard and Terrence Mann both uh, coming out of nowhere a little bit. Terrence Mann is getting Luke Kennard. Terrence Mann not as surprising, I guess. But he's he's part of the rotation. But, yes. Uh, Luke Kennard did not even play in the first three games. Mm-hmm. Comes out of nowhere in Game Seven. I what he probably. What do you have, like 11 points or something? Yeah, it felt, it say, felt like, like 35. Nine, nine or 11 <laughs> points, but it felt, like you it said, like, like 30. He had 30. Yeah, he had an Austin Rivers type game where he came in and made a difference. I mean, it was literally the definition when you hear a home team will have role players step up that you don't expect. Yeah. Like, it, that was Luke Kennard's moment. You mentioned Terrence Mann. I think this sums up the Clippers in a nutshell to me. Terrence Mann in the corner, 
He was kicked out of pass. He shoots the three. It's a complete air ball. Air ball. Kawhi Leonard catches said air ball, puts it back in, and one, looks at Terrence Mann and says, good pass. Mm -hmm. You know, that is the Clippers in a nutshell. You know, it's not necessarily what, like the Clippers in their mind, it's like we're taking the three. And then it's going to be an air ball, air, air ball. But the lucky part of their entire existence is that Kawhi Leonard is underneath the basket and he can take it and say, great pass. He is framing the Clippers in a different light. And I think that is He's bringing some positivity. He, he, he killed the Clippers curse at some level yesterday. Like that was a Kawhi Leonard <laughs> win in the first round. <laughs> Seriously, it was like Kawhi Leonard spiting the idea of the, like he was superseding the Clippers. You know, yeah. like they were supposed to lose. Everyone knew it was that we had the pitchforks out, like I said. And then he was able to get above it and rise above it. So he does not belong on the Clippers. But for right now, if you're a Clippers fan, like you got to be happy we got him. Uh, our, I, 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 I'm also mad that the Mavericks did not beat the Clippers because uh, I think the Clippers are going to beat the Jazz. And I'm, I'm really worried about that. Yeah. I think the Clippers. Uh, yeah. I think if the Mavericks, I think if the Mavs play the Jazz, the Jazz have their way with them. But uh, absolutely. I'm I think worried, Jazz I'm worried about six. Yeah. If they're playing the Mavs. Yeah. But right now, it's Clips and Six. Clips and Six. Does every series go to six? Yes. <laughs> that's, that's also one of my favorite tropes of, uh, you know, everyone says this team in six. In six. Even the, uh, there was a kid that graduated high school in Phoenix that said Suns and Six at his graduation. And then the Suns won in six. And this kid was getting all this love. <laughs> you know <what> I mean? <laughs> like, that's just, that's, that's literally everybody, you know, just like my team in six. <laughs> Can't be seven. Quick break to get a word from our sponsor, Grove Collaborative. Grove Collaborative is an online marketplace that delivers natural home, beauty, and personal care products directly to your door. Our aim is to make living a healthy lifestyle easy and accessible for you and your family. Every product we sell is guaranteed to be healthy, effective, eco-friendly, and affordable. Shop with confidence knowing everything you buy from us is good for you, your family, your home, and the planet 70% of people say they want to use natural products, but only 2% do. Why? Because what they sell at the store is from the biggest companies, not necessarily the ones that are best for you. So where do you start? Introducing Grove Collaborative. Healthy, plant-based, non-toxic cleaning products work, and the good ones are actually more enjoyable to use. But where do you start and who do you trust? Again, it's Grove Collaborative. With Grove, you don't have to shop multiple stores or search endlessly online to get all the natural goods you need for you and your family. Join over 2 million households who have trusted Grove Collaborative collaborative to make their homes happier and healthier. Plus, shipping is fast and free on your first order. Making the switch to natural products has never been easier. For a limited time, when my listeners go to grove.co slash Titus, you will get to choose a free gift with your first order of $30 or more, but you have to use the special code Titus. Again, go to grove.co slash Titus to get your exclusive offer. That's grove.co slash Titus. Want to hear something amazing? Discover matches all the cash back you earn on your credit card at the end of your first year automatically with no limit on how much you can earn. How amazing is that? In fact, it's even more amazing because of all the places where Discover is accepted. 99% of places in the United States to take credit cards. So when it comes to Discover, get used to hearing yes more often. Learn more at discover.com slash yes. 2021 Nielsen Report limitations apply. Also want to talk about Sunday, folks. Uh, I know we have a lot of listeners, Tate, that are that are from the Midwest, and it is almost that time of year where the the sun pops out in the Midwest and just nukes your yard to high hell. It's impossible to keep your yard looking good. Mm -hmm. I know it from experience. You all listening know it. You, you went through it last year. You're you're dreading it this year. All the dead spots in your yard. We don't want to deal with that. How do you fix it? Do you, do you shoot more chemicals at it? Do you go to the hardware store and, and ask a guy who knows nothing about this, how do I fix it? No, you don't do any of that stuff. What you do is 
You see your lawn thrive this spring with your own custom lawn care plan from Sunday. Sunday is more than just a lawn care product. It is a custom lawn care plan with a variety of ways to help you grow a beautiful lawn, control weeds, and remove pests. They take out all the guesswork and unwanted chemicals so you can grow a beautiful lawn that's better for people, pets, and the planet. Sunday makes taking care of your lawn easier than ever. Just go to sunday.com, put in your home address, and their free lawn analysis tool will take care of the rest all in just seconds. They use soil and climate data to create a tailored nutrient plan so you get all the stuff your lawn needs and nothing it doesn't. You don't want all that other garbage, all that chemicals. You got your kids running around the lawn. You got your 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 dogs. We don't we don't want all that. Sunday is made with ingredients that you can actually pronounce like seaweed, iron, and molasses so you can grow better and feel better about it. And if you just heard me say that, seaweed, iron, molasses, what the hell do they do? Don't worry. Sunday explains exactly what you get and why. Everything is waiting on your door and you need it. All you have to do is attach the ready-to-use pouch to a garden hose and spray. Lawn care used to take up your whole day. Now it will take less than 15 minutes. Best of all, it really works. Your grass will look better than ever. Let Sunday take the guesswork out of growing a greener, more beautiful lawn this spring. Visit GetSunday.com slash Titus and Tate to get $20 off your custom lawn plan at checkout. That's $20 off your custom lawn plan at GetSunday.com slash Titus and Tate. Uh, what else is there? What what else do we need to talk about? I mean, in general, can we just talk about the NBA? Uh, we we at the start of this entire playoff run, we said what is best for the league, mm-hmm. right? Because this is an entertainment product. Adam Silver, for people that don't know, the president of NBA Entertainment until he was the president of the NBA at large. Uh, the last NBA title for current playoff teams. I think this is fascinating because we don't have the Lakers. We don't have the Celtics. We don't have all the Warriors, the Warriors who we've seen so much lately. The, Even the Raptors uh, who we just saw recently. The San Antonio Spurs. Yes. All gone. Um, are gone. They're the out Indiana here. Pacers who won ABA title. Yes. Not the same, but uh, they're also not in the playoffs. Yes. Um, the Cleveland Cavaliers not out. in the playoffs. Should I keep going? Yeah, that will. The Detroit Pistons have won a title. They're before. out. They're out. They're out. And here we go. So last oh. NBA title for the current playoff teams. The most recent one. The, Fo- let, me, let me try to think, okay. let me try to think of this. Uh, uh, the most recent. What, say it again. The, the last recent, NBA title for current playoff teams. The most recent title for the current playoff team. So what year that was? Uh, it's either the Sixers or the Bucks. You know, it's the Sixers. Fo yeah. fo fo. Put them up. Yeah. Moses Malone, nineteen eighty three. Yep. Wow. Great times. Wow. And before that, nineteen seventy one, when the first super team. Actually, never mind. The first super team was Elgin Baylor and Jerry West. So this is the second super team was built. Oscar Robertson and Kareem Abdul-Jabbar in 1971 won a title. The other franchise, the only other franchise to have won a title uh, in this group, the Hawks in 1958, but they were the St. Louis Hawks. So I say nay, and I cut them out. So it's only two teams that have won a title. Wow, when you put it like that, I guess... Yeah. Yeah. Maybe I, maybe, wow. All right. This is the year of the new bloods in the NBA. Because I, I, if it was Nets Clippers, I was going to be disgusted at the idea of those mm. two teams playing each other for a title. But now, we, now you mentioned you've, ABA. Now you've the, won Nets, me over. the Nets have won ABA titles. The Nets oh, have yeah. won two ABA titles. Okay. So right. there is a little is bit the, of. Uh, what is the. Uh, you, know how, <laughs> you know how they do this. You know, they, these graphics, they'll get you. What is the exchange rate of ABA <laughs> to NBA titles? Because point um, 0.8. That's, that's crazy. Wow. How about mm. that? Yeah, I mean, but then it leads us to the the to the you know larger conversation of what is best for the NBA brand, right? If you don't have the Lakers, you don't have the Celtics, where you can add onto this amazing legacy, you can build on the bandwagon fans. You know, you could go Sixers. They yeah. haven't won one this century. Obviously, when the Eagles won, that was great for the NFL, great for sports in general. The Bucks, you know, we talked about what they dealt with in the bubble with Kenosha. They have, I think, the best player in basketball, Giannis Antetokounmpo. Um, so they had their own fascinating storyline. Then you got like the Suns, 
who maybe should have won a championship. They're a very storied franchise mm-hmm. in the NBA. They have, you know, this great storyline with Chris Paul, who has always been dogged for not winning a championship. Mm-hmm. If he were able to get this team to a, to a ring, how does that change his legacy? Mm-hmm. Um, so that's a fascinating wrinkle. You got Jokic, the MVP, and the Nuggets. They've never won a title, even though they've been there multiple times. Um, the Jazz, like you said, the number one seed. We've seen them fall short to Jordan before. They've been there on the precipice, on the cusp. Yep. So there's yep. lots of storylines, and you could argue with me, honestly, pretty much any of them. And I think that's except for the Nets. Don't don't argue. The I Nets. think that's it. I think it's Nets Clippers. As long as that doesn't happen, yeah, America wins. Th- then it's I a narrative it's that we can yeah. all get behind. Exactly. Exactly. I think when when Steve Nash beats the Suns uh, <laughs> in the NBA Finals, I think that is. <laughs> that is worst case scenario for, for everybody. For everybody, for this everybody. is devastating. <laughs> I mean, and if you're the Suns, I mean, after he went to the Lakers, you kind of gave him a pass, you know. When Steve Nash went to the Lakers, it was kind of like, all right, you know, late in his career, super team, Kobe, yada yada yada. But if he coaches the team that takes yeah. away your championship, that would probably be the. Fun I'm part. pulling for. Uh, I think I want Nuggets and Jazz in the. Uh, I, I don't. The Sun. I like the Suns. All right. I. I. I anytime you, you say a thing you like, you you have to. Yeah. You know. I just feel the Suns fans being like, oh, mm. what? What do we do to you? Um, but I think I'm pulling for Jazz Nuggets, and then I just want the Bucks to come out of the East. I don't care yeah. how they do it. I. I, I mean, you're gonna have to beat the Nets, mm-hmm. obviously, but I don't care if they if the Hawks or Sixers, whoever wins that series. I want the Bucks. I, I think that's best for the NBA. Is the Bucks win the title. And Giannis, having an international guy who's a superstar already. I told you, international and Jordan. Beloved. Yeah, that's I him. think that's great. I think that that would be a, a great move for who's who's like the last. I'd have to think about this off the top of my head. The, is, is Dirk like the last international uh, Finals MVP, or you know what I'm saying? Like yeah, best yeah, player yeah. on on the tie. I mean, unless Tim Duncan counts. <laughs> yeah, the Bahamas. Um, I think it's Dirk. It's, it's got to be Dirk. Dirk. It's Who, who's, be Dirk. Yeah, who's the last guy that's like definitively un-American? Because Tim Duncan played for USA. Mm-hmm. It's Dirk. Mm-hmm. So we need we need a new guy. We need Giannis to to get over the hump for. I guess I guess a lot of like Embiid would count. Jokic would count. Whatever. We got a lot of great international players. In fact, if you were going to start a franchise right now, it might be the first time in NBA history where you would say, I start my team with an international player and yeah. nobody would, you know, bat an eye. Like if you said, I'm going to start my team with Giannis, people would say, good pick. Yeah. Start with Luka, good pick. Start with Jokic, good pick. Start with Embiid, good pick. And that's above Anthony Davis, Kevin Durant. I mean, if you did it, it wouldn't be crazy. And I think that's fascinating uh, in general. Where where do we land on the uh, the whose hands power rankings? Mm. The uh, if if you're giving the people an idea of now that Luke is out, the league is not in his hands anymore. Yeah, um, who's it's got to be Trey. You're saying Devin Booker? I think it's no, Donovan it's, Mitchell or, or Devin Booker. I think or not Trey Young. It, it, it Trey's in there. Trey's in there. The league cannot be in Trey's hands. Not not by my not by my. Assertion. Did you not hear what I was saying? Not you can't hurt this man. No, I'm you saying, can't hate this man. It, I'm it, saying it that like- is what the league, the NBA will never market themselves where the league is in Trey's hands is what I'm saying in that sense. So that that's why I'm saying that Donovan Mitchell and Devin Booker are the ones and Ben Simmons. Those are probably the three it, that they like, put it in. I, I, I hear what you're saying. I, I think I There's might disagree. There's no way. I think Atlanta, I think Atlanta uh, helps with Trey. I think Atlanta is a great... like. Atlanta's like, a great city. I, it's a great city, yeah. but it's also... Atlanta, let's be honest, kind of the only major... No offense, Charlotte, but if we're mm. talking about southern cities... Well, Atlanta's that, the capital of the South. Yeah, yeah, it's the capital of the South. Yeah. It, it, it represents an entire region of this country. And I think the idea of, of trying to prop up Atlanta... 
I would never argue Charlotte over Atlanta for the record. You know, I'm I'm not that guy. I I I don't know enough about it either way. I'm saying from a a marketing perspective, Atlanta has cachet for the NBA in that regard. Mm -hmm. That like certainly a bigger deal than the Magic or the. I mean, even Miami doesn't count as the. But the team, the Atlanta Hawks, currently one cheap ownership, two. They haven't even paid their coach who's winning them games, and they are basically trying to weirdly say, we don't want you. So he's going to start doing interviews pretty soon, Nate McMillan. So that's already strange that that's happening. So, like, yes, the Atlanta from the outside looking in, it, it looks great, but it's it's a mess. That that whole the thing is a mess. The idea of Trey Young in Atlanta, I'm saying, being yes. elevated. Yes. I like that. Yes. The rest of it, though, you're saying is a mess. It's a mess. But Trey Young, if he does beat the Sixers, then the NBA can't deny him. That's what would be fascinating, because like I said, they don't want the league to be in his hands. That's my whole point. The league who where the ball goes, Mm -hmm. whose hands it in, it is decided by the entertainment president, Adam Silver, (laughs) and he will not put the ball in Trey's hands. What about Luke Kennard? Maybe 64 million Kennard's hands. Uh, Michael Porter. Michael Porter Jr., we'd put it in his hands. That's for sure. I was going to say, like, what is the most likable team left in the NBA playoffs? I mean, Sixers, Bucks, Hawks, Clippers, Jazz, Nets, Nuggets, Suns. I do think the most likable team that America has fallen in love with, sincerely, and I say this, is probably the Bucks. Like, yeah. I, I think Giannis is liked by the majority of Americans. Like, he, he, I, is, yeah. he does not have any sort of stench to him. There's been no reason for anyone to not like him. He has taken the, the, I think the, the punches here's the and problem. bounce back. Here's the problem. I, I feel like America does not like bigger guys. That mm. uh, I, I th- this is why they Steph, can't relate. This is why Steph yeah. is is so beloved beyond being great at basketball. It's uh, it, it, the the idea of watching a guy and saying the only reason he's good is because he's so big. Mm-hmm. I think that turns people off. Not yeah. everybody. I don't think people hate Giannis by no, any stretch of imagination. Saying. But he's missing that extra umph. When you watch it, because you're like, the only reason he's good, this is what a, a, yeah. a the average person yes. that's not paying that much attention would say. The only reason he's good is because he's he's so tall and he just jumps up and dunks on people. Mm-hmm. Who cares? That's boring. So that's that's what worries me about that. Because mm-hmm. I think like Devin Booker's fun to watch. I you, you could talk me into the Suns being the most beloved team, but they're kind of new on the scene. But see, the Suns had that. I think the Suns had the belt until the game seven, and and they they let their or oh, game six they, were, they let they, their emotions yeah. out. And then the, the too much trash the talking, casual yeah. LeBron fans are like, I am out of every the time, Suns. I hate them forever. You know what I mean? Like they they, they that unfortunately yeah. happened to them. Every time I get a a, a close shot of a guy talking trash, mm-hmm. especially if it's far away, like a guy's like kind of yelling across the court. Yeah. Um, I just assume every single guy is yelling bitch ass bitch. Mm-hmm. I don't know why. Mm-hmm. I just put like I, I I encourage you at home to to mm-hmm. assume that, and it's fun. It makes it fun if you just assume the guy's like bitch ass bitch, because mm-hmm. I, I think most of them are probably saying that. Like when you Something say along those lines. when you say yeah. give me that shit when you block a shot, yeah, I, I think mean, it's the same sort of thing. It's what LeBron said. <laughs> so to you Steph see Curry. Devin Booker yeah. talking out the side of his mouth, yeah, as he's like, yeah, as he's you know doing that, and uh, you're just he's saying bitch ass bitch. I think. I mean, the like, best part about his little trash talk was he just said say something. Obviously, mm-hmm. nothing was said. And he said that's what I, I thought. thought. Bitch ass bitch. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. It's, it's, so I thought you bitch ass bitch. <laughs> it's so good. It's uh, great. I think the Nuggets are fun too, right? Yeah. The the Jokic is Giannis. Like Jokic and Giannis. Like Nuggets yeah. Bucks is the most likable be, series most likeable for everybody. Series. I think so too. And I think we all watch it, and we almost feel bad for the team that loses. Kind of, kind of with the Blazers series. Like I felt bad for the team that lost every one of those games. I never yeah. was like great, great win over here. I was like, oh man, that sucked for the other team. I feel like that's how the finals would be with those two teams. I, I would agree with all that. Um, 
Is there anything else? I think we hit it all. There are two games tonight. Uh, Nets, Bucks, uh, Nets up 1-0. James Harden is not playing, right? They not said playing. His, uh, his hamstring. I mean, it, a, I, I feel for him. I mean, I, I saw Steve Nash press conference. He was like, he this guy was so hyped up for this game and getting ready for it and yada, yada, yada. But it is true. The hardest part of missing games, as stupid as it may sound, me saying the sentence, is conditioning and getting back into game shape. Yeah. So, like, it's, it's hard to say that I'm not going to play X amount of games and then come in and be ready to go. I mean, that's just not how it works. So. I'm gonna I'm gonna preface this by saying injuries are never funny, and if you make <sighs> jokes about a guy being injured, you're despicable, mm. and um, it's it's not funny in any way, it's shape, not. or form. But it is interesting. Mm. It would be interesting mm. if it, if I guess this would have to be the finals for it to be that interesting because Harden will be back. But the idea of them putting together the super team and then. Jane, like of the of the three, the big three. Sorry, Blake Griffin, you don't count. Of uh, <laughs> Kyrie, uh, Durant, and Harden. Harden's the only one that hasn't won a title. Yeah, and they put them all together, and then Harden's like out for the the run, and they win the title, and Harden finally gets this ring that he kind of didn't really play in the playoffs. And let's be honest, Adidas comes out with a commercial that summer. <laughs> it's like, or Adidas, it. yeah, we it's like it. yeah, champions are built in the off season. <laughs> <laughs> James Harden doing dribbling drills. I mean, the craziest part to me is like, if that were to happen, it would. James Harden started the season on the Rockets. I mean, you know what I mean? That feels yeah. so far yeah, removed really from does. reality. And we started the year after the bubble with him. Dude, the whole yeah. the bubble last season and into this season, the, the blending together, it's it's and it, and it, it is so blended together and so almost uh, it's become like this this cloud of I don't want to talk about it that people have forgotten. Like we talked about in the last episode, that the Lakers won a championship. Oh. They did. They won know. a championship. I don't think it counts anymore. <laughs> I think. I think. Uh, <laughs> I. I'm. I. I think that I have been so amazed that because I assumed when the Lakers lost in the first round that it would just be the who cares we just won we're the yeah. champs but it has been none of that and I'm so so much so that I have to remind people that they did win the championship but but I think the reason people are, are discrediting it which by the way people were discrediting it at the moment at the moment at the yes. moment before yes. it even happened yes. when the bubble was announced they're like when the Lakers we did a this, show yeah. and we joked about it yeah we're like this this is weird I don't yeah. know if this should count um but uh part of the reason they're they're uh saying it shouldn't count <laughs> is because all the other teams that have had success in the bubble, it feels like, have sucked. Mm. There, there are what three of the eight teams that are left in the NBA um, were in the the final eight of of the uh, yeah. bubble playoffs yeah. last year. That's yeah. crazy. I mean, that's crazy. Seventy one days before they start a season, yeah. if you're the Heat or the Lakers, so both those teams almost get a pass, but they won't get a pass. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like that. That's the 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 craziest part of the off season when you just think about it from that level. It's like the Mavericks are. They're saying we're good. We're not going to make any wholesale changes here. Uh, the Blazers, they make wholesale changes. They get rid of stats. So, like, we've seen teams make decisions. And the Lakers, I think they're going to make wholesale decisions. Like, I will not be shocked if, you know, two weeks from now, you and I are talking about Frank Vogel's replacement. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I will not be shocked. And the same thing goes with, I mean, not the Miami Heat with their coaching, but, like, the the personnel changes that are going to happen. Like, we're, we might not be talking about Duncan Robinson next year on the heat you know and that that's just crazy a cool team that's all they ask. i'm just saying that's crazy to yeah. think we were in the bubble and we we're talking about duncan robinson being yeah. you know it's one crazy of the faces that that is the how heat, and that, now that's how it used yeah. to work is yeah like you, you a team goes to the finals like that you you have it you yeah. have your core we have, that a is recipe. It. we have it yeah we're gonna take this yeah and just go and we're gonna <laughs> we got we're five gonna be years great. Yeah, yeah we got a we got a window now yeah and that's not how it the works. window is shut the window gets shut immediately <laughs> They like they open it up a little bit. They <laughs> shut it down. <laughs> uh, 
The other game tonight, Nugget Suns. That series gets underway. You said two Ooh. very likable teams. Um, I have no idea who's going to guard Devin Booker for the Nuggets. Mm. Uh, Austin Rivers is probably going to start on him. I don't know how that's going to go. Probably not well. It's like Aaron Gordon. Monte Morris. Aaron Gordon will get his crack. Maybe some Shaq Harrison off the bench. Probably not, but that's like that feels like a game five play. Mm. Like right around game five, six, you, you I think you just put Bull Bull some... on him. <laughs> Open the series. Bull Bull starts Dude, and he's just picking up full yeah. court. He's picking up Devin Booker. Why don't they do, why don't coaches do do the insane adjustment in Early. game one? Yeah. And then and then work your way by game seven. It's just like Austin Rivers on Devin Booker. I would love <laughs> go backwards. You and I need to be like assistant coaches for the idea of that, just to like see the reaction of the other coaching staff when that happens. Yeah. When we put out our starting lineup of all seven footers, dude. That's that's <laughs> like, like they're going big. That's how sports movies get made, though. <laughs> yeah, is, is is that exact thing? Is like you're sitting in a room and there's one, everyone's talking, and then there's yeah. one guy that's like throwing a baseball up and catching it mm-hmm. twenty times. It hasn't said a word. Yeah. And He's like, they, what they if look Derek over and they're play? like, yeah. <laughs> We're like, what? <laughs> like, Tate, will you stop throwing the baseball? Unless you have something to contribute, please leave. And you're like, I have yeah. something to contribute. Yeah. Bull, bull. Yeah. On Devin Booker. Press. <laughs> Full court press. <laughs> Rick Pitino. <laughs> uh, the flip side of that, who the hell's going to guard Jokic? Nobody. Aiden. I guess that's the point. It's like nobody yeah. ever guards him. Um, I said but, this to you yesterday, and uh, I hope I'm wrong about this because I like DeAndre Ayton a lot, but I do feel like this series um, gives me Cameron Crutwig versus Kofi Coburn vibes where, you know, Jokic is our Crutwig and Ayton is our Kofi Coburn. And there's going to be some times in this series where, you know, our Kofi Coburn, DeAndre Ayton is a little lost because Jokic just put him in a blender. Okay. And uh, I would love to be proven wrong because I'm so in on DeAndre Ayton being the number one pick in that draft and being a great player that contributes to a title contending team. But I would not be shocked if Jokic does that because Jokic is going to go nuts. He's That's, he's he's he's, he, yeah. he's too good. He's too good. Uh, in the span of two weeks, I think now we've compared Kofi Coburn to I I compared him to Joel Embiid and I think Anthony Davis. Yeah, I think those are the two. Yeah, that's yeah. Right. And now we got to be under eight. I mean, and if you're an NBA GM, you have to feel you hear good about that. Kofi Coburn. You hear that? How are you not taking Kofi Coburn? Shades of DeAndre Ayton. <laughs> shades of Wilt Chamberlain. Shades of Joel Embiid. Uh, let's wrap it up. Shout out to closeouts. Do you have anything else to say, man? And I just want to shout out in general uh, the fact that we've gotten to an NBA playoff position without Steph Curry, without LeBron James, without the, the feeling like we have to check the box of someone's story arc, you know, it, it was some some huge figure story arc in the NBA world. It you is know? nice. It it's is nice, nice to not have to worry about. Like KD is the only one that really is of that conversation. And I and yeah. Kawhi, maybe KD and Kawhi, but like Kawhi doesn't want it, so we don't have to do it. And KD, I think, is like post that conversation so he doesn't want to here's have, the, the the it's secret nice for narrative talk I, no narrative the talk. secret that i think uh we should all just accept and it would make it this a lot easier for all of us is that <laughs> legacies don't matter yeah none of them matter there's yes. there are maybe three guys playing right now i, I guess i shouldn't even say that but i mean who you know like honestly think about some of the george mike in in his time was, was probably the greatest player of all time to people. They're probably yeah. like, this guy will be a legend forever. And we, sure, we know his name, but does anybody know anything about George Mikan other than that he shoots reverse layups? And that's what he's famous <sighs> for. And that's like his... The, the idea of a legacy... Lakers! <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, the idea of obsessing over... Like, ask, yeah, yeah, yeah. ask people who are diehard no, basketball I mean. fans to name one thing about Elgin Baylor, who's one of the uh, greatest scorers in NBA history and is... You know, no, a, a legend is already a casual like, really fan, Elgin Baylor. They would think the school Baylor was named after right. Elgin Baylor. Right. Yes. 
But that's my point is like, and when Elgin Baylor, I'm not saying he thought this, but the, if, if Elgin Baylor is playing now and Elgin Baylor retires at that moment, you're like, this guy is a legend of all legends. Yeah. We will, re, we will be saying his name for the rest of time. Mm -hmm. He, he, and fast forward to today and everyone's like, what, what team did he play for? I've yeah. heard of the name. What team was he on? What, what did he? And to that point, I say, none of this matters. Yeah. When you're talking, like, just enjoy the game. It's, it's all entertainment. We're all we're all just like, No, I mean, it, it's kind of like, it, it's like a human farce. It's something that we've created to cope with our, you know. Mortality. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, you know what I mean? Like, I, I, we're all hurling through space and the sun's going to engulf us. So yeah. let's like stop pretending like it matters whether LeBron has six or five or four or three. Or do you remember <laughs> that Buster Keaton was the one that created this in the film? Or was it, you know, like Charlie Chaplin? You know what I mean? Like those types of like yes. conversations as much as we like to think that that's how things will be remembered, but and you know, you it, it just doesn't work that to way. To that point, I uh, I am I am happy that these playoffs do not seem to be consumed by that. As yeah. you said, I don't think. Uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's the year. It's, it's the year where we can the, watch the basketball. one. Who's the one? I mean, Chris Paul would be the a good good thing. Like, but he's got to get his title. Uh, maybe Harden, same deal. But Harden's is going to be. But it's like an it's like the anyway. secondary yeah. story to the main story, which is like the Suns, the upstart Suns with head coach Monty Williams, the coach of the year, is taking young star Devin Booker. Oh, also Chris Paul's there, and Chris Paul. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's but, like so. It's who, the who has the most pressure then? Who like if you're talking about Kevin Durant? Usually it is the legacy discussion. And if you if you I swear to God if you blow this, it's uh, Kevin Durant. Unfortunately, you don't think it's Giannis? I think it's Kevin Durant. But I, I I agree with you that he has to win it, but I don't agree with you in the sense that like if Durant wins, it does nothing to change anything anybody thinks about. It. No one's yeah, saying yeah, yeah. like it's going to be relief. It's not. It's, it's not, relief. Yeah, I guess you're right. It is relief, and I think. But I guess that is pre, that is. Pre, I'm. I don't know. Giannis is like he's 26. Jordan won his first title at 27. So like if Giannis wins this title, then we're having. Like we're then we start having the real conversation about Giannis. And is like he the it, goat? I mean, seriously though, I mean not the goat, but like we'll have this conversation of like, I mean, he'll be the international goat potentially if he wins a championship. Mm -hmm. Now he's competing with Dirk to be the, the greatest inter or Akeem. Yeah, exactly. So and that's a great Team USA tidbit, by the way. Akeem Olajuwon played for Team USA. Whoa! So I didn't even think about that. Yeah, yeah. So like, I don't even know if he's in that conversation. So whoa, I uh, maybe he is, maybe he's not. But like, regardless, Giannis is in this international goat conversation. And the funny part about it is that Luca is going to be right here alongside his journey, just a little bit behind him. You know, as he's climbing up to see yeah. he's going to be the international goat. So like, there's a world in which the NBA conversation is not about Jordan, LeBron. It's about Giannis, Luca. But it's about the international greatest player we've ever seen. You it's know? gonna be a Coach K Jim Beheim situation where they're just <laughs> their best friends. <laughs> they're the best. They're best friends and they're climbing oh, together. What if Luca goes and to Milwaukee or Giannis goes to Dallas? <laughs> There's your super team. <laughs> oh man. Uh speaking of Coach K, I want to shout out Coach K. He is retiring this upcoming season. Yes. He has announced recently it'll be his final season mm -hmm. in college basketball. Uh the man is a legend. Um, such the a shadow legend. he has cast over the sport yes. of college basketball. Such is a shadow. Such a shadow. The darkest, coldest and, shadow uh, we've ever seen. I think I just I would just like to take a moment uh, during our show here to uh, just say I respect you, Coach. I mm. appreciate what you brought to the game, mm. and we will certainly miss you. I just want to point out, Nolan Smith uh, quote tweeted the Maryland basketball uh, account that put out a, a video of John Shire getting dunked on. He called them clowns for doing this, and we all say – Welcome to college basketball, yeah. buddy. Like this is that's what I said. Dude. Bring that's Maryland what, back. To that's the why ACC. I'm ready for the the Boo Brothers to go on tour with oh Coach K because uh, it, it's not even about booing K per se. It's about 
th- th- it disgusts me. It really does. Like th- mm. I saw that Carolina tweeted nothing but respect for coach, and they had a statement from Roy Williams and Hubert Davis. Yeah. And, that disgusts me, Tate. Mm-hmm. I love that Maryland did this. I, 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 for anybody to pretend now, if you've hated K, all it, it reminds me of uh, everyone yeah. to just shit on Kobe nonstop. And yeah, Kobe dies tragically, and everyone's like, you know, I didn't mean any of this. Yeah, they're like, said. he's the greatest. You're like, he's actually wait a greatest. second, what? He's actually, you're like, what? Well, you can't. It doesn't work like that. Yeah, we had just the receipts. Be consistent. Just yeah. be like, I'm sorry this happened. I'm sorry for his family. Yeah. And I'll leave it at that. Yeah, and exactly. Not be like, you know, the whole time I actually yeah, love Kobe. Exactly. The more I think about it, he's actually my favorite player of all time. You're like, you don't have to what? say all that. Yeah. Just say, and that's what I feel like is going to happen to Kay is that you, you you shit on this man for 40 years. Yes. Don't now in his final season be like, yeah. we respect you. We love what you've done for the game. No. See this through to no. the finish line. No. Shit on him some more. Yeah. He wants it. He wants it. He really does. He really wants it. <laughs> give him, give the man what he wants. <laughs> oh man, that's all. That's all I got. That's a great final shout all out. Right. I think every single show, we just have to remind people that Coach K, this is the farewell tour. I'm we will be covering part. it every single week, <laughs> right here on Taz and Tate. We'll see you soon. <laughs>